You're listening to 101.9 Hi FM, I'm Benji Shulman and this is the new Blue Review. Welcome to the show. Nice to be with you on this Monday morning and boy is it hot. I don't know, I think we're making up for all the coldness that there is uh, in the rest of uh, the world, you know, in America and Canada, it got so cold that they had to put the penguins inside in the zoo. There was a, was a in a Canadian zoo in Calgary that it was so cold that they just put the penguins inside. You must know. I actually think that's an expression now. It's, it's so cold that we're putting the penguins inside. Uh, so anyway, so we clearly are making up for it because it is a very, very hot Monday morning, but that's fine. We don't mind. It's nice and cool in the studio. And I hope you had a great weekend, uh, chilling out, relaxing, kind of. This is the, I think most people are kind of back at work. Uh, If you've got kids, it's one more week until that all breaks loose. So people are getting into things. I see over the weekend that uh, the ANC top six went down to KZN to greet the Zulu King. Uh, They all had to dance, which was kind of a, I must say, like, I don't think anyone's going to miss Zuma, but Cyril doesn't really do the dancing thing. It's not, not his vibe. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I see that the, the Zulu King actually uh, said during his speech that uh, the top six must stop wasting their time with Israeli-Palestinian issues uh, because he is quite keen to be involved with Israel, especially since they helped him out with a lot of his circumcision stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I hope that uh, people take note. The Zulu King has spoken. But we're not talking about politics today. We are talking about the new year, uh, which has been kind of gotten a bit old by now. But, you know, it's the new working year. And maybe you got up out of bed today and you're like, oh, yeah, I can't touch my toes or, oh, yeah, I ate too much turkey over December, whatever it is. The point is, it is a time of the year when people like to think about getting fit and getting back in the saddle, so to speak, from an exercise and just general physiological health perspective. And so we brought into studio an expert, a man who spends a lot of time uh, in gyms throwing weights around, stretching people unnecessarily. Uh, His name (laughs) is Nick Engel, and uh, he's from Emmett Gyms. Nick, uh, welcome to the New Blue Review. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for making some time to be with us. And I'm happy to say that uh, not only are we recording this uh, live in the studio, we're actually recording it on Nick's cell phone. So if you're a friend of Nick on Facebook, you will unfortunately have to see me first thing on uh, Monday morning. So there we go. If you can buy on YouTube. And on YouTube. Great. You know, let's <laughs> all be famous. 15, 15 minutes. Uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, if you want to ask any questions, uh, we'd love to have your input. To let us know 34519 that's the SMS line if you are keen on WhatsApps 0618951019 0618951019 we even take Twitter at ChaiFM uh, and uh, emails on air at ChaiFM.com we are happy to respond to any of your not really health but more like fitness uh, related questions so Nick maybe let's get started off uh, before we even think about getting fit, what actually does it mean to be fit? Like, like, how do I assess, am I fit, am I fat, am I something in between? So I think fitness very simply can be described uh, like your car engine. Okay. If you service it, you use good quality fuel, good quality oil, it'll go better. If you don't service it and you run it hard and use cheap fuel, you don't replace your filters, it's not going to be as efficient as possible, and ultimately it's going to break. Mm-hmm. So th- that's really what fitness is. Fitness is your body's a machine, and fitness is you making sure that that machine is functioning optimally. So, so crucially, it's not that you have to look like a Ferrari. You could have an old skadonk, but the inside could work fine. Ab- absolutely. 
absolutely 100%. Correct. You know, some of us are 4 by 4s and some of us are Ferraris and some of us are Toyota Corollas that are 50 years old but going well. Right. So that's it, exactly. Okay, so, so, so that is uh, what, what you're looking to do. So maybe uh, you've checked the engine mm. and uh, things rattling around a bit, a uh, little bit grimy, uh, whatever, and you want something you know, to, to do it. Where do you begin to think about what you need to do from a fitness perspective? So the first thing to look at is what do you want to do? with your body you know what is the purpose so I know at Emmet we're basically an outcomes based uh, training facility people come to us with a specific goal I want to uh, lose weight I need to get into shape for a wedding Um, my son wants to make the first team in rugby all of these different purposes if it's general health and and just improving quality of life then it's you know get to a doc get get checked out make sure that everything is firing the way that it should be and then basically you know you can start with walking you can start with some good body weight stuff some good push-ups join a gym get a trainer those are basically the options but just start moving um you know i'm wearing one of these really annoying garmin movement trackers and it makes me climb stairs because i know that i have a set amount of stairs that i've got to get up each day and i make sure that i get my point so just just moving adds a tremendous amount of quality to our lives carrying stuff around also don't tie the Fitbit to the dog. Is this what you're saying? Correct. Or as one of my corporate clients, I found out someone was basically taking all the Fitbits from the office, doing her session, <laughs> wearing it, and then giving it back to the guys. So, yes, let's uh, no, it's that's, really for you. That's, that's someone who's really taking one for the team. Yeah, so correct, because you know, the dog, that person or the dog would be really fit and healthy, but you won't. It's not only about getting, you know, points and, and stuff. Free, so free, free, free flights uh, and, free flights and, and, and yeah, all that exactly. kind of stuff. Okay, now that's, yeah. that's good to know. Uh, that's where it, And it's interesting that you say that, you know, in, in terms of everyday health. Mm. You know, take the stairs, not the elevator. Uh, a 20 minute walk I've heard people say absolutely is, yeah. is, a, is a huge benefit so it's mm. not necessarily taking huge chunks of your time and, and devoting it to, no, to the fitness aspect although it could be that's it you, you know we've got time is our most valuable asset I mean it, it's incredibly limited we've got so much to do so you can utilize your fitness your training your walking your stairs whatever but do that perhaps with people in your life do that with your loved ones you know you want to go for a walk um, take the dog take the dog take your partner with them if you don't like your partner walk well ahead of them and they'll encourage you (laughs) to go faster or maybe when you come home from work and you're still tired play with the kids for half an hour Mm -hmm. you know if you you put a jungle gym in the the garden that's great if the kids aren't using it but get on the jungle gym and and, and play with them so it's about you know building that quality of connection with those around us it's multitasking with with your time but uh, that, that can give you sort of an increased level you know it, mm. it, it creates a more of a, a general fitness but a yep. program is not a bad thing, right? No, no, putting, setting aside not. regular time for focused exercise. Uh, I, I remember growing up, we used to do these, uh, they were called the Marine Commando exercise. It was a little like thin book, and you basically had to press up and jump up and down and run on the spot. And that can also be as effective as going to the gym and, you know. Absolutely. I mean, calisthenics, body weight, mm-hmm. probably the, the single best training out there. The best training that you can do 
is training that you're going to do. <laughs> you, know, the, the, you can have the greatest program in the world, but if you're not going to do it, it doesn't count. The most important thing, though, to focus on is making sure that you're doing the movements correctly and safely because you don't want to go gung-ho, uh, you know, coming back from December holidays and you get injured and you're off for three months and then we're into winter and you've lost that, that energy. But your body weight, your push-up, your squat, your pull-up, your leg extension, your hip extension, all of these very simple but effective exercises are, are awesome. People talk about sort of three sets of fitness, right? You've got uh, aerobic, so that's your ability to run up and down, yep. and and strength, and then uh, stretching. So that, mm. that, it, it, would you say that that's a correct analysis? Is there other aspects you need to focus on? So uh, fitness, basically, there's seven components. There's speed, agility, power, stamina or endurance, strength, explosiveness, coordination, balance. Um, those are all that. And if you think about it, all of those aspects, if you increase them, those are going to increase your quality of life. So you definitely, I mean, especially over the age of... I mean, even 25, we need to be increasing and maintaining flexibility and mobility because that's the thing that we lose along with strength as well. But we lose that. That's really going to affect the quality of life. You can't touch your toes. If it's not a boop in the way, then it's your, your mobility. Um, I mean, I see how some of my clients walk when they first come to me. It's, they're not that mobile and not that agile. So, yeah, you know, you're, you want to actually have strength. You want to have aerobic fitness. And you want to have mobility and flexibility. All right. Well, there you go. We're talking to Nick Engel. He is from Emmet Gyms, trying to get you a little bit fitter in High FM studio today. We're going to take a short break uh, where Nick and I are going to do some push-ups, and then we'll be back just after that. From talk to music, from Johannesburg to Israel, from sport to business, this is 101.9 High FM. You really want it? 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman, and this is the new blue review and uh, welcome to the program we're with nick engel he is from emmet gyms and we're talking about uh fitness and getting into the year and if you want to be part of the conversation you want to ask nick a question uh, maybe your press-ups are not quite what they should have been <laughs> uh sms us three four five one nine or whatsapp us oh six one eight nine five one oh one nine and we're happy to take any questions now nick the other day uh, i was chatting to you and you were chatting to someone else and you said uh do you have a pair of jeans and i said what is this all about and he said nope uh, jeans are a very effective way of training because if you can't get into them and slowly but surely over time uh, you, you can, then that is the best motivation. It's better than gold stars and ticks. Uh, and it really talks to the idea of having motivation and being motivated. Uh, would you say it is the key point of getting getting fit or the key part? So it, 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 is, the, it is the key. Um, it, it's the foundation because the for any program to be effective and for any quality any quality of life effects you you need consistency and you need to be training regularly on a consistent basis for the rest of your life actually mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have the motivation when things get difficult you're going to stop um, you know so there's a wonderful saying that says when the why is strong enough the how doesn't matter Right. So obviously the how matters in terms of training, but yeah, if you have the right motivation, I, I recall that conversation because I'm, I, I hate the scale. Um, I think the scale people weighing themselves over their lifetime does more damage to their self-esteem and their self-worth and their quality of life than actually anything else. Um, a pair of jeans is great because 
this particular client hadn't worn those jeans before they were married and now if you can they can get into those jeans they'll feel they'll feel better about themselves and you know we want to train for a purpose and that purpose must be improved quality of life so you need to find motivation though so whether that's taking on a road race or you know obstacle course races these warrior races are very popular park runs park runs absolutely or for someone who's really not in good shape take one flight of stairs you know that can be the big thing that can be the big change or make it your goal we spoke about playing with kids when you get home play with your kids for 30 minutes make that your goal instead of having your quality time sitting on the couch watching television with them because what you know what is that imparting to them as how to live their life so motivation to answer your question is is the key yeah absolutely and uh you're actually very opposed to things like weighing BMI and that kind of thing. You alluded to it with the whole scale thing. What, what is the issue? What would you say? Oh, yeah, so people get well, very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of uh, well-known and uh, very popular rants um, on, on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, I hate it, quite simply. Um, I think it's an antiquated system. I think it's a system designed, these are my personal views, to make money out of people. And I think it's something that breaks people's hearts you can be fit and healthy at a vast range of weight okay i'm 103 kilos i'm five foot nine unless i'm on a date and then i'm five foot ten but um you know so according to my bmi i'm morbidly obese but i'm a big guy i'm healthy i'm strong i have a resting heart rate in the 40s you know all of my measurements are good i have clients at the gym that are incredibly strong i have a client a lady in her 50s she deadlifts 115 kilos she's not on any medication and she's one of her only friends of her peer group and when she went to a an assessment done by an insurance company for her points uh, she was told she's morbidly obese she needs to go on diet and she needs to train now this is someone who was overweight as a child and that just brought back so many damaging memories it's not about our weight on the scale it's about our health and it's not about our BMI, it's about our quality of life, it's not about a dress size. And the truth is that the people who actually care about you, genuinely those who care about you, don't care how much they weigh, they care about how healthy you are and the quality of your life. So it's an antiquated, ridiculous, miserable system where people run these weight loss challenges where you have to get measured and send in your measurements and your weight um, I, I came back from, just as an example, from Umschlange, uh, New Year's Eve, I got an ear infection, and I was on medication, didn't eat anything, wasn't feeling great, my weight went from 103 kilos to 95 kilos in three or four days, so there you go, that's weight loss. You but should sell that. Yeah, exactly, I'll sell that ear infection, <laughs> that, that's dehydration, um, you know, it's about being healthy, it's not about what we weigh, and it's about, that's what I talk about, training with a purpose and finding a purpose. Well, I, I know that they once asked Arnold Schwarzenegger if he was ever a 40k weakling. Mm. He said yes when I was born. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And his BMI would probably be through the roof. Absolutely. 100%. Right. So besides the actual exercise component, right, I think people put a lot of focus on that. Um, but it's not just exercise, right? It's also trying to get into some of the other aspects which can affect you. If you're exercising but eating terribly or mm. not sleeping, uh, it's not also going to have the effect that you're looking for it to have. 
Absolutely not. You, you need to cover all the bases, but a little bit is better than nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the great thing about training and, and training for a purpose is when, let's say you're training to do a road race and you're practicing and you've got your friends committed and everyone's behind you and you go out and you eat really what would you call bad food for that. So food that's not appropriate for your goal. There is no bad food and no good food. Food is like money. It's inert. It, it's just the purpose that we use it for. So you eat badly, pizzas, beer, yada, yada, and you wake up on that Sunday morning and you can't run your race because you have a hangover and you've got a carb hangover, you then realize, hang on, that's not good for me. And it's the goal, the motivation that we spoke about, that is what's going to get you to drive, drive, the, drive food. the food thing, correct. But I mean, there, the sleep there, is, there is some aspect that has a, a food relation to it, surely. I mean, Absolutely. You, you can't no, for sure. Food right. is fuel. And food is so fuel. building blocks. Right. So, so you get better bricks and, and, and less. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it's, correct. it's inert to a point, surely. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, my argument with this is if I'm going for a movie role that I need to add 50 kilograms for, mm-hmm. cheesecake is my best friend. <laughs> okay. If I want to swim to Robin Island, Cheesecake is my best friend. <laughs> okay, I love hey, cheesecake. All, all, yeah. all, all things end up with cheesecake all, all being things your end best up friend. In cheesecake, right. correct. But no, so then, uh, you know, eating lean proteins, lots of vegetables. You know, eating correctly is simple. Good proteins for strength and vegetables for health and lots of good clean water. That's it. So are, are you one of these people who says carbs are terrible and we, we, we mustn't eat them and all that? Did you not hear me about the cheesecake? <laughs> no, I don't. We you, you, yeah, you have vegetables. To, yes, right. you have to find what works for you. Right. And what works for your body type as well. For me, I'm, I'm a fat burner. My body loves fat. Um, so I can eat massive, you know, 40% of my diet can be fat, which is not necessarily going to work for someone else. Maybe someone does need some good quality carbohydrates. But carbs are not a problem if they work for you and they're good quality. Because this is something, I, if you if you Google, what do I eat? I and mean, there's a million, you know, there's the, the meat diet and the non-meat yeah. diet. And let's only eat, you know, organic millet for 12 days in a row kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. people, I think, find it very, very it's difficult. About 8,000 rand. <laughs> <laughs> Organic anything <laughs> just adds the price. Yeah, uh, there's, you know, how do people even start on that on that diet aspect? Because I think it must be very confusing for a lot of people. Yeah, so I think the the foundation is is, and this is what I found has worked for me, and has worked for my clients for nearly a decade. So again, it's you know, it's good lean proteins. So chicken, meat, fish, even lentils, whatever. Lots of green vegetables for health, and lots of water. You know, probably the biggest aspect of where people fall short in their diet is not drinking enough mm-hmm. and dehydration is we sometimes feel that first is hunger so we we think we're hungry but we dehydrated so people need to find what works for them if they can build a good foundation get in their three or four or five however many meals they want a day th- that's a good way to do it but you have to play around and you have to see what works for yourself our bodies are much much smarter than we are and they will tell us in terms of how we feel um, if it's working or not okay well there you go Nick uh, Engel he is uh, from Emmett Gyms if you have any questions uh, let us know 34519 and we will take them 0618951019 and WhatsApp us no I can't the WhatsApp is 0618951019 and the the Twitter is at chaifem and email on air at Let's take a, a short music break. Uh, I don't know if Ronan Keating is big into his uh, exercise, but we'll play him anyway. Uh, and we'll come back with speaking again to Nick. 
The best part of your day. At the heart of your community. All the talk. All the music. All the news. Hi, FM. 101.9 Hi, FM. I'm Benji Shulman, and this is the new Blue Review. Loving every day with Ronan Keaton. And we're hoping that you're going to love every day after we're done with you on the show. Uh, because you'll be feeling more fit and more healthy in 20 high. That's what we're calling it on the station. No more 2018. Uh, Nick. Before the break, uh, we, we were looking at sort of the technicalities, I guess, around how do you keep fit and uh, how do you uh, maintain your health, basically. And there's nothing worse, right? There's, you're always in the gym and there's that dude and all he ever does is gym, right? That's all he ever does. You can see and he's like super and he's like, oh, bro, you know, like just... Uh, from four He's from four <laughs> just, just do a bit more press-ups and you'll yeah, be fine. And you're yeah, just like, yeah, I'm not this yeah. person. Like, why must why I care? Why do you need the muffin, dude? <laughs> <laughs> not good, uh, boot camp, man. <laughs> but, but you actually are, are not one of those guys. You've actually run this road, so to speak, uh, yourself. You were yeah, you were we not always one of the dudes. Absolutely. Uh, so, so give us a bit of a background. How did you end, actually end up doing this mm. this line of work? So, uh, firstly, I'm an alcoholic. I've been sober for eleven years. And I spent 15 years in financial services. So if you can imagine me in a three-piece suit, <laughs> I'm in cargo shorts and an Emmet t-shirt, which is my standard wardrobe for anyone who knows me. And literally, I got up to about 122 kilos. <laughs> so that was about, well, it's not that much more. I mean, I'm 103 now, but where it's where I needed to be, I was 50 kilos overweight. Um, I was really unhealthy and, and things were, were not going well at all. I actually got called into a meeting at my work and, you know, they said, do I have a drinking problem? And I said, yes. And they said, do you need help? Um, I said, yes, please. And I, I booked myself into a program. Probably the most obvious answer to a question ever, but it's one that was a, a crossroads in my life. If I would have said no, I would have been fired. And I would have either drunk myself to death, shot myself, or killed myself in a car accident uh, within six months. I had six months left to go. I was desperate. I was miserable. I was uh, in pain. And I didn't know what to do. And uh, booking into a program, I went to uh, First Step, which is now Houghton House, and basically booked myself into a program there and you know, been doing meetings ever since. As a matter of fact, I still go to Houghton House twice a week to train the guys in secondary because of the physical benefits of training. They are really jacked and on the ball and forward-thinking Houghton because of just how they know what it's a holistic approach. It's not just working uh, the program. You've got to balance your life. How did you end up becoming an alcoholic? Uh, I started drinking at the age of nine. Um, there's my... My childhood and my life history is very traumatic. Um, there was a lot of, um, you know, I'm not sure how much I can talk about on the air. Um, you know, there, my my late mother was a drug addict, and um, she, uh, whole, her whole community in Cape Town was around the drug scene and dealers. And you know, there, she would do things that were very inappropriate with me, with the dealers and whatnot. So that's uh, very traumatic, mm-hmm. um, and and that was one of the one of the things that happened. Um, it's easier for me to talk about because one of the things I actually do is share my experience um, at rehabs. To to help guys get a little bit more empowered but I mean if you can tick every horrendous box uh, that, that pretty much was it and from I didn't know how to cope um, I didn't know how to process and uh, being a young kid um, being Jewish 
um, you go to bar mitzvahs and you go to bar mitzvahs and you go to yontavim. The first time I ever got drunk was Pesach, and it was at friends of the family, the Chirins in Cape Town. And I honestly think I had—I was nine years old. I had a bottle and a half of Kiddush wine. Sure. Um, I was putting Kiddush wine in my pea soup, so <laughs> it was—it was bad. And and you know, it was first sip, fell in love, and I spent the rest of my time trying to chase that oblivion so that I didn't have to deal with the pain that I was feeling. People do the exact same thing with food. People do the same thing with sugar. You know, there's a big serotonin release from chocolate and these feel-good hormones. So, And it's not that people are... It's not a weakness. It's an addiction. And there's a lot of pain that people are in that they have to uh, kind of mask or numb in order to survive. But in the long term, it doesn't do us any good. So I had to stop. Uh, You know, I stopped 11 years ago, 21st of October, 2006. And I haven't touched it since. Uh, I don't want to. It adds no value to my life, alcohol. And I've spent my life building, um, you know, sort of uh, trying to build a life of quality. From that, I spent another few years in insurance with the firm I was with. And then I realized that it's not where my heart was because basically sobriety takes a long time. I mean, I was drinking up to 20 drafts a day. Sure. That's, that's a lot. That's that. That's a lot. Yeah, but it also shows you how long ago it was because it was forty rand for a picture at the Keg and Beagle in Lingsfield. So I don't even know what beer costs today. Uh, so it was pre-craft beer, and like I, you know, stopped, booked myself into the program, went into, uh, moved to Cape Town to open up an office with the insurance firm that I was with, and I realised different place. Uh, same thing wasn't loving the insurance came back from Johannes uh, Cape Town to Joburg because my family's here resigned and um, I joined a friend of mine uh, Robbie Cohen's telecoms company putting in uh, networks in Johannesburg called Dabba and uh, we, that was an awesome year that we that I worked in financial was in a very bad way and Robbie helped me get back on my feet and I had some awesome mates supporting me and in that time I started training with a good friend of mine Dion Franzman I think a lot of guys know D he's a phenomenal fighter and coach and I fell in love with the training again. I rediscovered the value that it gave me. And I was in a very low place in 2009. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, we, 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 I want to I get to, to, story, to yeah. the story. No, no. It's, 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 it's good to hear the story yeah. because, uh, you know, it, it makes getting out of bed for the rest of us who just, you know, are lazy. Uh, much easier when you know that somebody else has done it properly. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we come back. I want to hear the rest of Nick, Nick's journey towards Emmett. Stay relevant and up to date. This is 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, indeed it is. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the New Blue Review. Welcome back to the program. We've got an SMS in here, Nick, uh, for you. Uh, Someone asking, this is Steve, thanks for sending in, which would be better to cut down on a sugar or fats or both, and what would be the ideal waistline for a male? Thanks for sending that in, Steve. Okay, so um, answer the second question first. The ideal waistline is whatever waistline you are happy with and whatever waistline you are healthy at. Right. Okay, so it's about being healthy and happy. Um, Those are the the priorities. So if you go, you know, go get your bloods checked, your your cholesterol, your leptin, your insulin, go get those levels looked at. And if, you know, they're they're good, then they're fine. Um, The sugar, I'm not a huge fan of because it is quite addictive and it it doesn't really you know we get enough 
of that naturally instead of adding it um, to our diet. And, and sugar's everywhere. Like you don't even everywhere. realize it. Yeah, it's you know sugar's put into food because we are our brains are hardwired to go after sugar, salt, and fat in a certain sp- combination, our satiation point that we love. So too much of it is going to be terrible. Too little, not going to be great. That right point. I mean, literally, being an alcoholic, I'm a sugar addict. So I could eat six 300 gram slabs of chocolate on a on a Shabbos. Wow. Okay. Wow. Without batting an eyelid. Um, and I couldn't eat that amount of coconut fat. So to answer the fat question, fat is good for us. Obviously, you need to check it with your doctor in terms of any health issues. But we are, you know, our brain is fat and water. We are fat burning machines. So you need good quality fats. So yes, avos are phenomenal. Coconut oil, good quality butter, fish. All of these things, fish, absolutely oily fish. You know, all of that is good. Fats fuel. And it's also going, the thing about fat is you get fat in, it can fuel you for about eight to 10 hours. You get sugar in, it's going to spike your blood sugar, going to spike your glucose, um, your insulin, and you're going to have a crash after about two hours and start craving again. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. So before the break, we were, hmm. you, you were saying, you, you were kind of, I can't say that on the radio, hmm. uh, with, with the insurance industry, yeah. uh, I can't possibly think why uh, yeah. and <laughs> yes uh, and, and, and and you got back into the training and uh, where did you go from there well that's I mean I wasn't uh, that full of the insurance industry <laughs> I, I, I was I realized it wasn't for me it wasn't feeding my soul so you know I left that um, joined Dabba it was an amazing year contract it was to work in town Hillbrow Berea those buildings and that the communities that are there are unbelievable I mean I they, they were trying to set up like internet connections yeah, and like, I remember it was quite a cool project. A massive yeah. network. I mean, yeah. it was amazing. And like, I think the 10, they installed about 10,000 phones. So, but just the opportunity to work in, you know, I would encourage anyone actually to go into town. Sa- yeah, town safely. No, <laughs> it's good. It's right. appropriate. Yeah, safely and appropriately. Okay. So, left that. And in the interim, I was training with uh, Dion. And I realized that I was with one of the top martial arts instructors top coaches in the world he's he's phenomenal at what he does and i didn't want to waste the opportunity so literally we were training for four to six hours a day six days a week and i was getting beaten black and blue but i I loved it and it was feeding my soul and i fell in love with the training and i realized this is what i wanted to do and there were two kids that approached dion to train um shlomi viga vigla and dean unterslek and um, my two awesome first students and I started training them in the park for 150 bucks for both of them (laughs) for the hour 75 rand each and um, you know we just and the gym built from there so um, I have a facility here in Fairmount. I do a lot of on-site training with corporate clients. We go to corporates. We train them in uh, what people call boot camp style training. We've probably got South Africa's biggest financial services firms. We've got a couple of international banks that we do. So that's it. But is, is it popular in the corporate space? I mean, do people come to work and actually do the training? Or is yes. it just like something that the corporates use to tick boxes? No. So the, the guys who love it, love it. A corporate is just, is like a family. You guys are going to have family members that love training. You're going to have family members that feel they should but don't come as often. You know, so it's a mix. But it's amazing when the corporates do provide that because it's been shown there's a huge return on investment for corporate investing in, in wellness for their employees. It's big in the Euro, it's big in Europe. It's big in the states. And our guys, South Africa, we're pretty jacked. Um, you know, so it's just it's a good and particularly for the 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 guys that are working. Um, 
um, longer hours for them to come and train for an hour or 45 minutes and then go back to their desks. It's huge value in terms of clearing their head. And you don't have to schlep home and then Absolutely. go because it's just part of your work routine. That's it. You're not sitting in traffic. You're not queuing at the gym for a piece of equipment. It's there. It's done and dusted in an hour or 45 minutes. You can be back at work. And do they have proper facilities or do you go into the boardroom and lift up chairs and desks and uh, yeah, sorry, typewriters? That, yeah, basically that's, that's typewriters, staplers, dustbins. <laughs> um, so it, it, it depends on the corporate. Um, one of my corporates in Alovo, they have the most magnificent garden, so we train in that. Um, I take equipment to my clients, so I'm basically a mobile gym. Um, uh, other cl- none of, even my clients who have an actual gym on site, we don't use. We'd rather use the parking lot or the grass embankment because space is valuable and people are inside all day, so they want to get outside, get some fresh air, get some sunshine. And uh, we're lucky with our climate in this country. And you've driven a, a little bit of a, a pioneer effort to try and get some mobile equipment that people can use, uh, sandbag yep. in particular. Tell us about that. It's quite an interesting so, thing. Uh, with one of my suppliers, well, my only supplier really, you know, Physique, um, they're awesome guys. And and um, I came up with a few ideas for variable load sandbags, and I took it to them, and they developed it. So literally, what I love about the sandbag is um, it's the sandbag has no weight. When you fill it with sand, it has weight. But these sandbags, you can fill to anything from half a kilo up to 80 kilos. And with um, we basically, I'll arrive at my client. There'll be a big cube of sand in a plastic tub, a ton. They'll fill up their sandbags. They'll train, and when they're done, they empty it. The amazing thing with the sandbags as well is one of the program that we're involved with, the Airmet Academy, where we're training guys to be coaches and trainers. Um, literally, they can go with 10 sandbags with no weight and arrive at a client at a school, for example, fill up the sandbags with uh, sand from the long jump pit. The kids train the kids, uh, dump the sandbag and go off to his next client and the school pays him. So, and doesn't so need to have a, he doesn't need to have hectic equipment. Or no, exa- absolutely. So tell um, us about the academy program because that is yeah, something yeah. interesting. You know, what role do you think... Uh, this sort of fitness can play in uplifting the, you know, the majority of our country. So, you know, for me, again, going back to the, uh, being an alcoholic, um, so we survive, addicts, alcoholics, we survive on service. So we believe that we keep what we have by giving it away. I believe, from my experience, we grow what we have by giving it away. So I set up the Emmet Academy. And the idea behind that is threefold. It's to train young athletes from disadvantaged schools. We're working with Queen's High School, which is in quite a tough area. And the, the kids are exposed to tremendous difficulties surrounding where the school is. It's an amazing school. Um, and we train these kids to get better, at, at this, make them stronger, and they get better at their chosen sports. So there's bursary opportunities, perhaps at other schools or at universities where they can get a, good ed- a better education, better network. Um, you know, primarily the universities is what we're aiming at, and then also train them up as strength and conditioning coaches, powerlifting coaches, um, that they can then have that as a job. So they learn the skills by training, and then they carry those skills forward. And they can, if they get a, a scholarship at university um, to go and study, they can still train their mates as um, you know in powerlifting in strength and conditioning and make money uh, while they're at university so so is the is the program targeted at the kids in the school or is it the the, the coaches themselves who go to the schools okay no no this is at the kids so okay. this is developing young athletes and bringing in the honor and the discipline and the self-respect that comes with hard training where it comes with weight training 
And then, I mean, if there are coaches who want to join that program, we wouldn't basically turn uh, turn them away. Um, if, if obviously they qualify, I mean, th- this is for people that really um, come are coming from very very difficult circumstances. Absolutely, that's absolutely fantastic. We'll take a short mm-hmm. break and we'll come back. We're talking again uh, fitness with Nick. A frequency like no other. One hundred one point nine High FM. Indeed, 101.9. I've had Benji Shulman here on the new Blue Review this Monday morning, just popping up to 10, 9 and a bit till 10 o'clock. I uh, hope you're well. If you want to get in your last-minute questions for Nick, please, 34519, that's the SMS line, and 0618951019 if you were uh, into using a bit of extra data. I just want to talk there um, about kids for a second, Nick, because you know, you're working, obviously, with disadvantaged kids, uh, it comes with challenges, but even getting your own kid mm-hmm. off of the couch, away from the, the iPad, iPad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. what, what, what kind of ways can you use to sort of encourage your kids to, to live a, a more healthy lifestyle? So firstly, um, leave the kid on the iPad. Hopefully they'll make a fortune, <laughs> and then you can retire and come to gym full time. So there we are. Okay. So one way of doing yeah, it. Yeah. Listen, it's very simple. You have to lead by example. <laughs> that, that's the end of it. You know, children do what they see. They don't always do what they're told. Um, and I've seen that time and time again. And I understand that there are challenges with this. Um, it's not always easy for the parents. And sometimes when the parents are leading by example, the kids aren't buying in. You have to find what works for the kids. So what I mean by that is you might love rugby, you might love tennis, you might you want your kid to play the sport. The kid might hate it. The kid might really like to do ballet or be a long distance swimmer or something. So, and I've I've got some amazing kids. I mean, one of my my favorite young athletes that's trained with me, and they're, they're now in Israel. Uh, I won't mention his name, but although he's, he's such an awesome guy, and he really came to gym and worked hard, and he was a very overweight kid, and he just couldn't get it right, and he found tennis fell in love with tennis and he's a lean mean shredded good looking boy now and he's loving life so it's about finding what works for the child you've got to find the why mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. make your why your kids why right uh, that's that's really the bottom line so it's lead by example and find the kids why ask ask the child what they want to do Absolutely. Or test it out. Go yeah. try one, you know, play. Drop them off in the desert with some water. <laughs> See if they come back. <laughs> they don't, you have a problem. Uh, Nick, uh, I know that you like to talk about these issues. You have uh, regular rants uh, on social media and that sort of thing. Uh, where can people uh, find that if they're interested in, in, in seeing uh, what what you have to say? So on Facebook, it's Nicholas Ingle. That's my, my personal page. Um, uh, there's Emmet Gym, the gym which is Emmet Gym, so it's E M E T G Y M S. You can just search that on social media, and then also Nicholas Ingle. I have a YouTube channel where all the rant videos are. So if you just search Nicholas Ingle, which is N I C H O L A S. I-N-G-E-L and the gym is also I must actually go and put all the links up there it's emmetgyms.com okay so and people can come the gym is separate from your corporate clients you actually yes correct so half yeah. a half a business half a community service that you run there for, for <laughs> the ghetto yeah for the ghetto <laughs> <laughs> my shtibble training that's it yeah, if I don't hear 11 oys an hour I'm not working people you're going to lift enough. up the Talmud hard. oh there you go Hagba <laughs> <laughs> oh, well yeah. there you go uh, it's uh, fantastic Fantastic. If you want to get fit and you want to sort of understand what's uh, been going on, uh, 
Yeah, if you want to, we can put a couple of uh, very basic body weight movements videos on your website if you want that your guys can go and get. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Uh, maybe we put We're it in use with the you podcast. As a model. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Some basic okay. body weight movement, I think, would be would be nice. So when we we'll, when we put up the podcast, logo, yeah. we'll, we'll figure out a way to do Perfect. that. Nick, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Appreciate uh, you taking time to chat to us. Uh, thank you to Craig pushing all the big red buttons and Mandy who uh, does the production. Red, they are. It's like I, this I honestly thought this was Donald. <laughs> Trump's test. <laughs> Kim Jong-un is right no, next door. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So yeah, uh, Craig and Mandy for doing the production and uh, yeah, Vusi who does uh, some of the postdoc stuff. So yeah, there we go. That's uh, us for today. We're out of here. I'll chat to you next week on the New Blue Review.